But what you have, what you have mastered, what you have learned to do, is rare. And there's only about, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on my hand, five teams that I know of that are developing athletes and winning. Some teams, some, some programs are only developing, and some teams are just winning and not fully developing. How do you, how are you doing both? I mean, you don't got to give us all your secrets, but just give us like, you know, a, you know give us, give us. If you want more power, better vision, and a bulletproof mindset, then I would like to welcome you to CG Plus, Complete Games Online Player Development Center. Now, baseball and softball players of all ages and skill levels can access a multimedia experience providing education and instruction on your personal mobile platform. Rob Cruz has put together an online video portal, a remote hitting program, as well as a series of online hitting courses boasting a curriculum that features pitch recognition strategies, power, video analysis, mental skills, and then some. For more info, log on to www.cg.plus. That's www.cg.plus to find out how you can complete your game today. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz, an audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. How you doing, everybody? Welcome to Transcending Sport. I'm your host, Rob Cruz. My guest is Coach Susie Williamson. She's out of North Virginia. She is the coach of the Virginia Glory and Bishop O'Connell High School. Coach Susie, welcome to the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you, Rob. Um, you always bring the juice, so I mean, we, we, I'm we excited. Talk a lot. I'm, I'm excited to be with you. It's weird sometimes when I'm when I'm on my podcast with my people that I talk to a lot, and we have these really great conversations. Sometimes we have these conversations, and I'm like, man, I wish uh, we had that was on the podcast. You know, <laughs> I wish that conversation was on the podcast. People need to hear that. Some stuff they don't need to hear, but some stuff they do need to hear. <laughs> um, I gotcha. But um, anyway, um, so I want to start with you. Like, um, uh, you've been in softball for a long time. Um, you know, you, you, uh, before I met you, I had I had heard about you, but I just hadn't met you yet. So it was like, oh, Susie Wilson, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep hearing that name. Like, what's going on with her? So you know, when, I find, when I finally did meet you, and I want to talk about that, how we met and that whole thing, that whole event that we 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 uh we both were were president. I want to talk to you about that eventually, but I wanted to just kind of before we get into that, talk to you about um. Kind of your journey and, and per, like how you how you got into softball, um, how long you've been in, in softball, how long you've been been, been a trainer and an instructor. Kind of I've been in softball. I take you know coaching, travel ball, and then high school since the late nineteen uh, nineties. But a lot of it just started way back as a young female that really didn't have the opportunities that the. Uh, young athletes have these days. So it was right on the cusp of Title IX. So if we wanted to play, we had to play baseball or go down to the local YMCA. And on Saturdays, they have a basketball rec program. So that was what we got to do. And in fact, I was the first female to play baseball um, in our community. Mm -hmm. So just really loved to compete. And um, then finally softball, 
was brought to my high school my sophomore year. Previously, I'd be 12 year olds playing with the older ladies in the slope pitch. And that was a joy. I even remember crying when our practice would get rained out. Um, that's how much I just enjoyed competing. So finally sports were introduced, softball in high school. And that was my first real big love and main sport. So I uh, played some at Iowa and um, got married and then had kids and one was a female and she signed up for the local rec program. Mm -hmm. And I knew some about it a little bit. So I asked the coach if she would like some help and uh, here we are today. Wow. So how long you been, how long you been with the Virginia Glory and how did it become? Because just, just to give some context, where you are in North Virginia is a real special softball place. Most people don't know that. I know that because right. I used to go down there yes. frequently and I've, I've coached some of the best athletes I've ever trained. And some of the best travel teams have come, have been, you know, you know, and I'm, I'll, I'll say it, the Virginia Shamrocks were like, Yes, that's a it. gold standard. Yes. They were it, man. Tommy yeah. Orndorff, that, they yes. were it. So how do you, yeah. so tell me, tell me about the, a little bit about the area. Tell, tell, our, tell our, our listening audience a little bit about that area. That it's, it's, it's been a hotbed for a, for a while. And there's um, always been a level of excellence coming out of that area. Right. Uh, well, you hit the, the nail on the head when you said uh, Coach Tommy, Coach Tommy Orndorff mm -hmm. and the Shamrocks. The, they were definitely the, the gold standard. I remember just wanting to find out where they were playing. And if we were happened to be in the same tournament, I would just go sit and watch his teams play. Their mm -hmm. level of excellence, uh, preparation, attention to detail was like no other. Mm -hmm. They had a presence that when they walked down the field, it was like they knew they were going to beat you. And it was just a joy. And then going and in between games, just asking, just sitting down with Coach Tommy just and picking his brain and, uh, you know, just getting little nuggets. And I remember one, he said, Susie, it doesn't matter what the score is. If we're up by 20 to nothing or 10 to nothing, we are playing as if it's a zero, zero or one to nothing game. Mm -hmm. So everything matters. So when the chips are on the line, that's how you've prepared. So um, that was pretty cool because they were the first uh, team, travel team on the east side of the Mississippi to win uh, ASA yeah. World Nationals, yeah, and that was yeah. 2005. Yeah. And uh, so, and the big names you got, you know, Chris Sandberg, I mean, I'll go through uh, Megan Elliott and Kristen's now just saying you know, at Hofstra. So uh, Dorian Shaw, uh, I just could go on. The, the talent level was phenomenal. I had, so. two, I had two New York players on that team. Yes. Uh, Maddie Kuhn and Allie Gardner. Yes. Yeah. They won that first national championship. Uh, yeah, that was the first team to win ASA Gold Nationals. That wasn't that that, that was from the east, the east, yep. eastern, eastern shore, right? You know, so that was a big deal, and and it inspired a, a lot of people, a lot of people, and it and it gave people hope, like, hey, we can compete too. You know, let let's go. And yeah, I think that was like the catalyst and the kind of get got everybody a little fired up. Um, yeah, and I was excited. I was I was really really proud of what they had done, and, and uh, it, was, it was great great for the game, the growth. You know. And you think about the, and about that time is when Michigan won the World Series. So again, same thing, you know, outside the the West Coast bubble. So there was Michigan. So it was really very exciting to have that happen 
I'm out here in the East Coast and then see Michigan do it. So I was like, hey, you know, maybe we got some game too. <laughs> it makes me think about that that yellow Louisville Slugger Catalyst bat. Oh gosh, you remember that bat? Oh, you <laughs> that it was thing a was a weapon. That thing was should have been illegal. That's yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And then I and then they got a little hot, and they would try to hide them before the the stickers changed oh, again. My goodness, so, and just incredible. pull them out for the games. Yes, that, so. that bat was that bat goes down in history as one of the one of the bats. I got to do a podcast on just like the best all-time softball yes, bat ever. Yeah. I, that, that's, I gotta write that one down. I, we got, I gotta do that. <laughs> so so now now you're actually at um, Bishop O'Connell High School. Yes. And you took over for who? I, 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 yeah, I think somebody that just was a little <laughs> bit of instrumental in the game. Uh, yeah, Coach Tommy Ordorf. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember um, thinking, well, whoever takes his position, um, is going to have to ha be checked for uh, their mental capacities because that's going to be one job trying to follow. I think his final record was like 757 and like 42 losses. Wow. So just completely dominated. So um, I guess I'm crazy. So, so uh, you got, but you guys had a good run uh, last spring, though. Yeah, I've been how, very how, fortunate. How'd it go? What won the state championship? So okay, there you first, go. So there yeah, you go, so the right? first year, yeah, well, I, I there we go. So um, I'm just trying to keep uh, keep things going, the tradition going. The tradition so. is intact. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The winning tradition. I love it. I love it. So um, now you got Virginia Glory, and yes. um, how did how did that come about? I don't remember uh, there being a Virginia Glory ten years ago. Was there? No, it was. How, how'd that happen? Yeah, it was an interesting story. So uh, the Washington Glory professional softball team was here and they decided they wanted to create some developmental teams and they had a training facility and they partnered with called Diamond Elite. So I remember that summer before just watching them at the low, they would play at Westfield High School and hey, it'd be really cool to be a part of that. And the next thing they're advertising for coaches and I had helped create another organization called the Blue Jays in 1999 so this was 2009 2010 so uh, applied uh, was selected to be the 18u coach um, there wasn't enough players to really make a go so they said we want you to be the 16u coach so that first year we were glory diamond elite diamond elite was the training facility well unfortunately um, there was just some ownership things going on so actually we started in August and they knew they were gonna have to sell the team or get new ownership. And finally, the way the things unfolded was that April, they were bought by the USSA and became the pride. Mm -hmm. So now the professional team wasn't here anymore, but we continued uh, with the travel team that year. So there was my team and a 14 year team. So there was two of us. Uh, coach Carrie Deaver Boas was the Washington Glory coach, but now was at the Pride. She didn't go there, but she was great. She would come back. She had moved to Mississippi. So we would train and we did some tournaments. And I knew after that first year, um, wanted to just kind of go in a different direction, but, and wasn't even sure if the Glory teams, the Washington Glory teams, the development were going to continue. So I decided just to go out on my own and, uh, 
we're just going to keep the glory name because we had it. So I just called it glory gold because I had came from uh, playing ASA gold. And actually that summer I made us place 18 U because most of the girls were juniors and they knew at that time uh, being a junior playing 18 U would have been the best thing. And that's where I had most of my relationships. So had tryouts that August. Um, most of the girls want to continue and we added more and now we have over 20 teams. So that's phenomenal. That's so, 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 so glory in that hotbed, or I would like to call it of Northern mm -hmm. Virginia with all that talent, mm -hmm. right? In that DC Metro, uh, North Virginia, Arlington ish area. Um, you guys are, are, are making a real name, the reputation is 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 really popping out out here in the, in, in the streets right. Yeah. right the streets are talking and um <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> and um tell me how that tell me how that you know because there's a lot of different it's hard to get to that level it's not it's not an easy way place uh you know place to get to in terms of being coveted and having major top 10 college softball teams looking at your players and, and really taking hard looks at what, what's going on. Um, how that, how that happened though? Like what, what was the process like? Uh, it was just for me to kind of just staying true to what I believed in. And then people of similar and, and like um, feelings about stuff wanting to come on board. So it truly is just phenomenal coaches that wanted just to be a part. So um, it would be somebody finding out and then they'd reach out, hey, what would you think about, you know, the first team was was Coach Mertz. So I was training him, uh, helping with his, his team and they were in the other organization. He said, well, we have to move up to 12U. So what do you think about having a 12U team with your 18U? And I'm like, sure, let's go for it. So he's been with me um, since the beginning and you look at his record, it's, it's been just phenomenal of what he's done for his players to finish in the colleges that they're going to. And so then somebody else would watch his play or find out and ask. And so it just kind of really grew organically. Um, and it's pretty much it. Our parents, it, it truly, it's the, the coaches, the families, that the athletes, that create what we're trying to do with our mission. So I'm just so, so I you know that I've been around the country for years. I've worked with a lot of different teams as a guest instructor, guest coach. And I would have to say, and I work with teams that are really, really good, all the way to teams that are really, really bad, right? <laughs> all, the, all the whole the whole spectrum. Um but Rarely do I work with a team or get the opportunity to work with a team where when I'm when I leave there, I'm like, wow. And I've said this to you, you and I've said this right. to your team. Yeah. Wow, I would coach this team. I would want to coach and I, I do not want to coach a team. That is not my dream. That is not my desire. I actually hate coaching <laughs> games. Just FYI. Yeah. Right. I'm a practice guy. I rather, I go to practice and I'll go home. You guys tell me how the game was. <laughs> right. But that is something it was something special about that group that I got to work with. Yeah. I'm like, why are they, why, why do I want to coach them? Why do I want to be around this group? What is it about them? Like, how do you, so like, 
and, and I just wanted to say that because I wanted I wanted to have that on record, right? But I also want to say how what what okay, I'm building you're building a team. You want to win. Right. Winning culture. But you also want to you also want it, it, it's good to kind of place place your kids, place your athletes at a really at the highest level possible. Right. That's a good thing too. Yes. So how do you manage because not every team, some teams are winning tournaments, yet their players individually are underachieving. But what you have what you have mastered and what you have learned to do is rare. And there's only about I'm kind of I'm kind of on my hand, five teams that I know of that are developing athletes and winning. Some teams some, some programs are only developing and some teams are just winning and not fully developing. How do you how are you doing both? I mean, and you don't got to give us all your secrets, but just give us like you know, a, you know <laughs> give us give us a little bit. Just this. I think it's just being true to what you put out there as your core values, and then allowing people to be what they are, um, allowing a joy for the game um, energy. So. If somebody watches us play, we just have a certain vibe, but that's who we are. And I truly believe everybody on that team feels that they can be who they are. Not everybody is the rah-rah person. You could be the quiet person, but you can be you can be yourself. And when we say servants' hearts, those are just not words. So if you can help your teammate goals it's amazing and if everybody looks at like things that way then the collective body is just all moving in the same direction and um, i have to give a huge shout out to our parents as well because they're part of what we're trying to do it's i there are three prongs parents coaches and players mm -hmm. and uh, when the parents and coaches are on the same play going on the same direction then the athletes wins out and that's when you can really try to create some magic so heck we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination and actually embrace struggle uh, we love the challenge uh, when things are really kind of in a rocky way that's when you can show what you're made out of so um, having that growth mindset and uh, looking to be pushed and realizing struggle means we're getting better so those are just some of the things that uh, we do. So, so you mentioned you mentioned growth mindset, and I, I want to touch on that a little bit because, um, you know, I, I've been do I did a couple of um, Zoom championship mindset uh, lectures presentations for some teams, um, and you know I got to this thing, I got to this idea, did this to this uh, this part of where we get to talk about the growth mindset because a lot of players think that. Well, if I'm good enough, that should be it. <laughs> but a yeah. lot of these, a lot of these programs, a lot of these, uh, these, these top programs that continually win year in and year out, they're really recruiting a type of mentality. And and we're looking at them like, oh, she can hit, oh, she can't hit, oh, she this, she can pitch, she throws hard, she doesn't throw hard. We're looking at all these measurable things, all these quantifiable things, but we're not looking at. Not, not in every sense. We're not looking at the, the, that whole mindset thing. And I think 
that's something that we we, we gotta spend a little bit more time i know for me um that's a big part of what i do right and it's hard it's, it's very difficult when you're in in a cage with a player who doesn't believe that she can hit it over the fence she just doesn't believe that and you're 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 telling her to you know get your elbow in the slot and palm up palm down <laughs> and all this other right. stuff right so what so yeah. what because yeah. the kid who with the horrible swing is hitting it over the fence right so some and, and I, I I don't want to think that because I think I know a lot of stuff that makes me good but what I think that what I think makes me good is that I have the ability to train and develop my, the mental makeup of what it takes to be at a high level and I think that's the most important thing so what are some of the things that you're doing with your teams to help with growth mindset and, and getting that growth mindset to be a part of it and then if you can expound on what growth mindset is for my people who probably never heard of it, but um, you can do that too. Uh, I think a big key with the growth mindset is it's just not a big ooh flash mm -hmm. and then you just move on. It's truly just a drip, 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 drip. That's just who we are. That's just in our DNA mm -hmm. and celebrate when somebody's trying something new and they airmail the ball because they're trying something new. So celebrating, going for it, stepping outside your comfort zone, um, looking for a challenge, but you have to, those conditions, those opportunities for those athletes to own it. So a lot of times as coaches, we're always telling them what to do. And then the athlete truly never owns it. So when they do something well, it's because of them. And when they're not there yet, it's because of them. Mm -hmm. So quite often we'll take credit like, oh, see, I told you if you did X, Y, and Z, that would happen. Oh, I told you if blah, 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 that's why it happened. And then when they're having a struggle, oh, it's because you're not listening to what I'm saying. So again, mm -hmm. we'll own their success but not when they're struggling. Mm, that's kind of messed up. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I think you're 100 right. I, I I feel like that the 21st, the 2021 athlete post pandemic is is different in how they're processing what's going on around them. Mm -hmm. How they see themselves in the world is different because they've seen themselves through social media mostly, right? And how their peers see them. Yes. So the affirmation that they need from their peers a lot of times is more important than the affirmation that they're getting from their, their parents slash coaches slash adults. Right. And I get that. I get that. Unless they think you're cool, then it's different. Right. <laughs> right. That's different. Right. So when I look at the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset, because obviously the growth mindset would be, yeah, I think I can get better. I think there's, I think there's more to learn. I think there's more for me to, to bring me out there. And the fixed mindset is saying, I can't get any better. This is it for me. There's a, there's a level that I can get to that's going to be it. it it's a, there's a finite level of mm -hmm. how good I can be because I'm just this. I'm just that because I see myself so so differently. And, and I think being able to shape that and show them, which is why I love technology and I like to employ technology so much, is because I can show them when you walked in the door today, you were swinging the bat at 56 miles an hour. Right. We made, we made a couple of adjustments in just how you thought 
Forget about yep. this one. Forget about this one. Yeah. And you're you're at 61. Right. So let's set some goals now. Let's try to get to 64. If, if we're going to chase numbers, let's let's try to get to 64. Uh, let's try to get to an effortless 64 mile, miles an hour bat, bat speed, an effortless 64 by Halloween. Right. Let's set some let's set some goals. So you know, and and I think. When I look at teams like the UCLA team, I look at te- teams like, you know, the Oklahoma teams, and obviously I'm naming two of the top, two of, you know, arguably the top teams in the country. Uh, but but, they, but they, they, they specifically look for, in their recruiting process, people who think a certain way. Mm-hmm. Because I can't get you here. I mean, you'd be shocked to see who's sitting on their bench at, at those schools. Right. You know, I, I, there's nothing I could do with you if you don't think like your teammates, if you guys don't all think alike, because I don't have to motivate you. You know, I, I won't I have to motivate you. I, I met you at Faster the First for the first time. I think that was the first time we met. Well, actually it wasn't. Oh, was it? It wasn't? No, it was at Robinson High School uh, and you were brought in and I think uh, Mickey Dean was there as well. And so you were doing a clinic for the, yes. You were there? Yes, I was there okay. and it was with the Braxtons. So, and you were work. So yeah, so I was there um, I helping, the oh yeah, helping <laughs> and you were doing um, the hitting thing and you had the vision thing. And again, your energy was just like, wow, this is, this guy really knows what's going on and he's tough, but it's tough in a great way that you knew if you were with him, uh, you would get better. And that's what that athlete that just loves to compete, they want to be where they feel they will get better. It's funny you um, brought that brought that up because I remember going inside that high school. Yeah. And that's, that's a freaking large high school. Yes, yes. And, and I, I grew up at, at a, I grew up at a really large high school. I grew up at New Rochelle High School um, where uh, Ray Rice went and it was a strong football program. Strong, we, had a, we had a strong basketball program once upon a time. Um, but... I had 900 kids in my graduating class. And I, and so my, my high school, we have two gigantic lakes in front of it. I mean, my high school is massive. <laughs> you have a planetarium, an Olympic sized pool. When, oh I went in, when I went in this high school, I'm like, what is this? This is crazy. What is yeah. this place? I was excited. But when I, you know, that was the first time that I had met Mickey Dean. Now I remember doing, I did a, um, I did a hitting presentation. I yes. went through the whole thing, right? Yep. And and I'm like, who's this guy just sitting there quiet? He, he has not moved. He has not said a word. He has not had a facial expression. And I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was until the next year at, um, it's funny how this all ties. Listen, listen how this all ties together. Listen how this all ties together. The next year at softball convention, I realized that he was the head softball coach of the Chicago Bandits. Yeah. Professional softball team. I didn't know that. And he asked me, to come and be the hitting coach for the Chicago Bandits at the professional level. And I was like, huh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we tried to work it out. I mean, they even had my apartment and everything rented and everything. Wow. But I wasn't able to work it out because of what they were not able to pay me. I, I, I wouldn't be able to just leave for three months mm-hmm. and, and not have all my bills paid and, you know, be the struggling coach. Like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not into that. <laughs> but then, you know, but it, but there's another. This goes back to another Virginia because when when the glory got purchased by the pride, and you were telling me the things that you were going through in terms yeah. of you got to change the name, this new ownership. Yeah. I got a call 
the next year, 2010, in the spring, from Tim Walton asking me to come be the hitting coach for the Blue Shield State Pride. And it was going to be the first time that Team USA players and professional athletes were going to be able to both share that platform in right. a long time. Because that had not happened since, like, a while ago. Mm-hmm. And um, the Pride were able to actually pay that, pay that money. <laughs> so I was able to do it. But um, yeah, so that, that see how it's, it's, it's all comes from Virginia. Yeah, crazy. exactly. All so, from Virginia. Most things came out of, out, of, out of Virginia. And um, I used to go down and stay with um, the little. Yes. On the farm. Yeah. Yep. And we, I'm literally doing front toss on one side of a barn or on the other side of the barn is like horses like looking at me like, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not from these parts. <laughs> I'm not from around these parts. This is different. I got a horse over here. Yeah. And I'm, th- I'm doing front door. I'm like, yeah, there's horses. I'm like, I'm looking, there's really a horse back there. Okay, this is real. This is really happening. You know, so th- those were um, some exciting times. And it was, like I said, there were so many great players. Um, Reba Tut. Yes. Um, yep. so, so many. Um, the Smith sisters. Oh, my gosh. The Braxton sisters. Yeah. Oh, boy. So... So, so that wasn't, so now that wasn't, okay. So I, I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't remember that you were there. Yes. I remember now I, now I, I got it. But the first time that I remember us meeting. Yes. Was we had an opportunity to work together. What sucks sometimes is when you get, when I get to work with dynamic people like you, you're working over here on the other side of the, of the building or the field. Right. Yes. And I'm working over here on the other side. And I don't even get to hear what you're doing. I, don't even I know. I felt this. I felt the same way. I mean, I, we're like, both I, wanted, I wanted to hear her presentation. I want to hear it. So, no. it, so anyway, um, shout out to Joe Van who put that, who put the Fast and the First um, event together. Yes. And, um, you know, we were able to put together, like, probably, I want to say, and not, not, not even to toot my own horn, but that was probably the best three-day event, right. multi-day event that I've seen yet. Yeah. It, and I've seen it all. I've, I've been, I've been to baseball. I've been to, I've been, I've been to basketball stuff. Yeah. That was by far another, I haven't seen anything close yet. Yeah. And you look at the players that were very young and now they ended up being top, top going to college. That's and true. I mean, um, that, that was great. You had all part, you know, we were doing the character stuff, the hitting mm-hmm. stuff, the fielding, pitching, you had Amanda Freed. I mean, the people that oh were God, part of that are just the best, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Brent Eads, it, it was great. And um, to this day, I'll, I was in an airport not too long ago and one of the players, uh, Pickle, was, uh, <laughs> recognized me. Oh, in the airport, and we were talking about uh, the first time. And I think she's going to Kentucky now, but yeah, uh, Mia Williams, uh, yeah, Florida. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. you go back through and Incredible. look and see. We we were able to 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 combine one of the best organized events, st- streaming games. Yep. Top players in the country, technology. Yes. In an organized way video um got that character stuff in and, there. and top yep. level instruction yes top like level. real development yes. people not yep. people who are going to stand around on their laurels with their logo on their shirt and not do any work but we had people that were grinding we were grinding 
No, I, and I still got to tell that story about you. So when we were down, yeah, yeah, I got, I was, we were down at the uh, Texas Glory uh, facility with, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Shelton's group and yep. their place was like, oh my gosh. Oh, so they have amazing. a, yeah, they have the, the turf field and they had an indoor facility. So <laughs> we were indoors and I don't know if I was helping with Pate. I think I was doing base running. Mm -hmm. And I was always next to you and you were, were doing the hitting. And every, we're each doing our own little bits. All of a sudden, there's your voice, and you just go like, "Stop! Stop right now!" And then you just go, "Hey, you really think you want to be playing D1 when I'm seeing you walking to each station, going off?" I mean, it was like the best. And and I had been with you enough. I'm just dying inside. And you know, their faces like, "Ah!" So. Um, but again, that goes back to your standard of anybody that's with you knows they will get better because that's your standard. And it I'm is. Not, I'm never going to be here for the game ever. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you're not bringing it. Because here's, no. here's my thing. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm glad you pointed it out because if, if I am bringing my A game, mm, that's first, what of you all, said. first of all, I don't have a B game. Yeah. That's what you said, man. It was great. If I'm bringing my A game, how, how dare you? Yes. <laughs> how dare you think you can come in here with, your, with, with anything less than everything you got? You're having a flashback. Are you kidding like, me? I, I went, <laughs> that kind of stuff, I can't, I, I cannot, I will not. Yeah, it was great. I'm sorry, I won't, great. I will not. I just, there's certain things you can't, you can't. And I don't care, take your money, go pay the other person down up the highway, a couple extras yeah. up. They will, they will, they will, they will, they will make sure that you are a happy, a happy player. Yeah. But I'm not doing that. Yeah, it was you're great. This, you're gonna do this the way, these are the gates you're gonna go through to get there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, 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 that is a character issue. That is a, champ, that is a championship mindset, as Patty Gasser would say. That is a growth mindset mm -hmm. attribute. Mm -hmm. Like leadership is leadership. Are we, what are we doing? Are we developing leaders? Are we developing selfish, uh, uh, players who think everything should be handed to them. We're not doing that. There's certain people, in the, in the, there's certain people, there's certain remnants, there are certain remnants in the game of softball all over the country that are doing this, that are just going to preserve an appropriate culture that feeds the elite, the elite level of, of the game, that feeds that, those, those kids that are going to be, gonna be able to be able to compete at elite level. Because we're partnering with the, with these parents, like you said. I think you said it here. You said coach, parent, player. It's 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 coach. The coaches continually developing. It's parent education because your, your parents have to be educated right. to know that they're in the right place. Otherwise, they won't know. Yeah. Exactly. And then it's player development. Those are the three yes. things. Yeah. You know, coaches continually learning, parent education, player development. If, if those three things are happening in any organization, um, I say proper player development. Right. Um, then you, 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 it's a win-win. Because for you, it's not about you winning. You, you want, I know you want the kids to win. So, um, and and I like what you also said. The the other thing that is just really just great about you, and I think when people like tap in, they want to be with someone that's a continual learner themselves. So, if a coach is a continual learner, and that's what we're asking of our players, and then they get excited because. If a coach is wanting to learn more, then why do they want that? It's to help the player. 
And if a player knows the coach is there for them, um, has their back, nobody needs to be perfect on both sides of it. And there's some vulnerability, but if they know that, hey, I'm doing this and they're eager and they're excited to share and they foster that curiosity because they're modeling that with their players, then super cool stuff has an opportunity to happen. And then the players will be curious to say curiosity is one of the greatest, greatest characteristics to have. Um, and that's usually what the best have. They're forever curious. It, it, it's weird. Sometimes that's a curse. It is. But... It, you want to, oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. I'm, I'm up nights with this technology kind of figuring out things. And I think, you know, I, and I think that's in a way, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have my concerns about the game of softball in that area and that and that and that I, I, I would love for um tech and the assessment to mean more to more people right yeah i don't know that it ever will maybe it doesn't even need to right uh because most of the players that are going to be good are just going to be good right they're just going to be good like some people are just going to be good they never have to there, there are a lot of athletes believe it or not who never took a lesson and then it's going to be good there's nothing you could do about that but then there's, those, then there's those players that are in the middle that want to go from good to great or those players who want to go from just okay to pretty good that need a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And it requires more from the coach. I can't just gravitate to my best players and, 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 and push those, push my best players and, and, and want to be, you know, I want to go help those players. There's, there's those middle, middle of the road players that if you get them in the right environment, you get them with the right people, they can, Maybe they could be great too. Right. And I think it takes more than just my knowledge. So for example, like I was, I was telling one of my, I had a new client last night and um, she was coming from another hitting coach that I kind of thought knew what kind of knew their stuff, but there was just too many things in her swing that I felt like they were obvious mm -hmm. and I felt bad for the kid because like, I know that she could be so much better. Right. And I'm like, dang, this kid could be so much better. And um, so let's address these issues. So I, I explained to her, I said, look, the first thing I want to do is I want to make an assessment. First thing I want to know is where do you want to go? Right. What does your college list look like? Let's figure out what, the, what our destination is first. Because based on your destination, our conversation is different. Because what it takes to be at that, at that level is going to be different. So let's find out. Let's talk to me about that. Okay, now we got that. Now let's do an assessment, an unbiased assessment. I'll put some technology on. We'll figure out what's going on without my biases. I, of course I have biases. What coach doesn't? Right. The technology yeah. does not have biases. Correct. It's yes. going to tell you what the number is and that's it. It doesn't matter what I think. So unbiased assessment. Where are we? Goals, objectives. Where do you want to go? It's like a GPS system. Hey, phone, where am I? Where do you want to go? Now, how do we get there? So here's where you are. In order for us to get there, we got to do this, this, and this. It's your first time coming in here. I don't know if you're ever coming back. I have no idea. But if you do, this is what I would do to help you. Now, you guys got to go get in the car, ride home today. You guys got to figure out, am I crazy? And you don't want to come back? Or am I crazy and you do want to come back? I'm, I'm crazy either way. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so you got to figure out if, if you want to be in this, in this environment. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna push you. I'm gonna press you, and I'm not gonna let stuff like that that I showed you go unchecked. 
because that's not how I do. Right. You know, and um, and I think that that requires a certain level of passion on the part of the instructor and the part of the coach. And like you said, I I want to get my kids better, so I'm going to make sure that I'm around the right people. That if I just got the crumbs, like I'm always hanging out with people that are smarter than me. Yeah. And if I just get the crumbs from those people, I'm awesome. Just the crumbs. Wait, what'd you say? Write that down. What, what'd you say? Write it down. You know, I've always do. I've always been that way. Like I've always had great mentors and great mentor. Ment- you know, I've always been a great student. I still am. But I, I'm finding now, um, Coach Susie, that I, I'm learning more from my players. Mm-hmm. To learn, like you know, and that's been my model recently. Matter of fact, uh, and I learned that when I coached pro professional softball, I learned that I have to be able to learn from the players to know what they need to do. Right. It's not always going to be what I want them to do or what right. I think they should do. And when I figured that part out and everything is not going to look like how I think it should look. Cause I have kids that I hate some of the things that they do, but they're so freaking good at it. They, yeah. I'm like, yo, keep doing it. Even though I hate it, keep doing it. Yeah. It's working. Yeah. And I'm learning that from you. So now if I ever have another player that needs to do that, I have experience with someone who has done that. So I, I can understand it a little bit better. So that's just kind of where we are. So talk, talk, so what's what's new? What's up with you? What's new for, for Coach Susie Williamson um, on, on the, on the uh, softball front? Oh, it's pretty much just trying to okay. stay in trouble. No. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, the, we're gearing up with the 18U team. So uh, the players are going to a lot of camps and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, we've got a, a chunk of 2023s, so they're in that key part now with the recruiting process, and we'll be hitting the, the showcase uh, tour starting mid-October when um, all college coaches can now be attending games. Uh, have a younger 14U team with uh, Coach Bella Norton, so assisting with that one. So that's been wonderful. Uh, her energy and passion is phenomenal. And so, and that team is a group of girls that have just come together since August and they're doing great. So um, that's been a delight. And started with the high school, had our first uh, out of season practice training session yesterday. So it's always fun to start new and and put the pieces of the puzzle together and see what you have and see how you can best serve them, so. What's up everybody? This is Rob Cruz, and I'm gonna let you know how you can get 15% off any purchases you make at diamondkinetics.com. Whether it's the DK Swing Tracker for baseball or softball, or the DK Pitch Tracker for baseball or softball, you will get 15% off by using the promo code ROBCRUZ. That's R-O-B-C-R-E-W-S at checkout. Check out diamondkinetics.com and get your 15% off today. Um, but actually the thing I'm probably, a, a dream come true for me is uh, this year, I'll actually be speaking at the NFCA convention. Yeah. So I, I think I did hear that. I think yeah, I heard that. So, I heard that on um, That's on the street. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that will be part of the high school travel um, caucus. So I'll be talking about kind of things we're talking about culture and. Yeah. Can you give us a little, a, a little bit of a, a little sneak preview of what we can expect? Uh, well, uh, 
be you, hopefully give the coaches, get them curious, maybe some resources of things to uh, check out as they're trying to create. Sometimes culture is kind of like a buzzword these days, but I like to say our job is to create an environment where everybody can do their best work. Mm-hmm. So some tangible things, if a coach hasn't checked out the what drives winning, uh, com website, that's the place to go. Phenomenal, phenomenal free, free resource. You have the best coaches, the championship coaches, um, interviews. Brett Ledbetter is a master of questions and having people, uh, say things they never had thought about and get their own answers. Um, we'll do, I'll talk about disc stuff from athletes assessment. So just giving some resources, but really um, having them tap in and think about what research they have, what their area is like, where they can be themselves as a coach. And again, just creating an environment where everybody can do their best work. What's, so. your, what's, your, what's, the, what's the most challenging thing you find what you, that you found helping these young athletes get over the mental, mental hurdles? Most challenging. Uh, not comparing themselves to others. You think that comes from social media? Uh, social media does not help. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and it's, I mean, if you say, hey, don't look at the pink elephant in the room, don't look at the pink elephant in the room. Well, I think we just need to acknowledge it and listen to our athletes. The pressures that they have today, the comparison, it's, 10 years ago, there wasn't that. I mean, growing up, we never had that. You were allowed to fail. So can you imagine now our athletes, everything is being live stream. So we say, hey, fail. This is how you're going to learn. Well, they're not even allowed to, to fail in private. So everything's there. And then if they're really lucky, they can have some meme or whatever they call them made of their their mistake. And now that can be put out there on Twitter. So I think we really have to be mindful of perfectionism, uh, the mental health of our athletes, and the pressures that they're under today. Uh, Sometimes, honestly, I feel kind of sad because, um, you know, you look on Facebook, the only time a parent will post something about their child is when Susie had the home run, or Susie did this, and that was great. And it's like, so the only time they're validated and shown, oh, I'm so proud of Susie because she got an A. It's like, hey, that that's my kid. Unconditional love. They don't need to be doing those things for me to say proud. So then it gets back to that growth mindset. Yes. When it's all based on praise and things that they did, then after a while, why would they try to try something new? Because you have to fail in order to get better. And then you have to do that in public. How would you like that if we followed a camera at your new job and you're a parent at a new job and we're going to just put that videotape and as you're learning a new task, everybody gets to see that. Hmm. I don't know. That'd be pretty tough. Things to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always say, you know, I don't, it's very difficult for me to relate because I didn't grow up with the internet. Right. I, I got to live a whole chunk of my life without the internet. You had so, to, you actually, in thing of time management, if you had a report due to, 
do you couldn't just be up there at two in the morning and click on a thing you had to go to the library check out books you're right <laughs> all of those things so it's great that it's there but just think of all the stuff that we had to do mm -hmm. and now it's a little it's obviously different like you said with the internet it's a little different yeah so I, i'm hoping that this um, it's not going to be the last time I have you on as a, as a guest. You know, I'm hoping this is going to be the, the one of many. Oh, um, that I would we'll love that. And, and, and talk, talk, talk some softball. You feel um, my tank, Coach Rob. You really do. Like after you. this, I'm ready to go run through a wall. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, so what I what I'd like to do is, if you could, uh, if you could just give everybody your social media and how they can how they can follow you and how they can keep it, how they can get in touch. Uh. I'm pro I'm Twitter's probably the way that I really like to to do stuff. And mm -hmm. so it's at Susie Willemson. Name is spelled S-U-Z-Y W-I-L-L-E-M as in Mary, S-S-E-N as in Nancy. So at at Susie Willemson, Twitter, DM me. Um, there we go. I mean, I'll talk softball or anything. Uh, 24 seven. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> yeah. Your, your vibe attracts your tribe. And so uh, it's been a blessing to, uh, to be a part of, of what you do, coach Rob and the people that you touch and your energy. It's uh, it's infectious. So it's yours, been as is yours, you. as is yours. And I, I keep my, the people who are like, I really, really mess with know that you know, they, they know who they are and you're one of them. And, um, because like I said, I got to protect my own energy. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you one more question before you head out. I'm going to end on this. What are some of the things that you do in practice that make practice like the game defensively? Because what I'm finding when I see a lot of teams practice defensively, it's, it's, it's so, it's actually a drill. Yeah. And I hate using the word drill sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, it makes it seem so, oh, we have to do that again. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But what are some of the things that, you're, that, that, that you guys are doing that's different um, in practice to prepare for the game, to make, to make, to make, to make practice a little bit more like the game? Uh, it's all speed of play, speed of play, mm -hmm. and creating chaos. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I talked to the girls about being a jungle tiger, not a zoo tiger. So there's wonderful things they're trying to take about how we learn. Uh, so last night I was helping a 12U team and uh, they would be hit like one of those little uh, small little like zip balls. So yep. that short stop. So they'd be hit a zip ball or a nerf ball. It could be a tennis ball. It could be a baseball. It could be a softball. So as we were learning our movement pattern, um, throwing and how we want to come and, and move through the ball and center chest and flow, um, it might be a different ball. So again, creating chaos. So the brain is actually having to function like the game because the game is a game it's chaos. Of, chaos. It's so you're not going to get 10 ground balls in a row at the same time. So a lot of that is creating chaos, creating a random type of learning environment versus block practice. So, and then, you know, when I'm working with coaches, 
having them understand that. And then within the context of what they're trying to do, you have to mix it up and just make it random. So mm -hmm. we talk about being a jungle tiger, not a zoo tiger and say that to the kids and then they embrace it. And then they want like, hey coach, make it harder because I want to get better. And then they're understanding that struggle means we're getting better and that's even a chance. So that was one thing that we did last night and they didn't know what ball they were going to get. So then they again had to do the movement like, whoa, it's the little zip ball. Oh, this <laughs> right. is a tennis ball. Oh, this right. is a nerf ball. So, right. so I like simple that. things like that. Mm -hmm. They got to make those adjustments. Speed of play. I love that. Yeah, you know I'm all about speed of play. You know that. Well, that's <laughs> that's sometimes the hardest thing because when you get those teams that can run and create chaos, and that's what we love to do, uh, base running is so undercoached, but that's one of our bits, cheetah blood. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, we trying as best as you can to create that type of environment and practice, so. All right, sounds good. So Coach Suze, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. Transcending Sport. I look forward to um, hearing what's going to happen next with you, Virginia Glory, and O'Connell High School. Hopefully, you guys repeat. A, you guys can repeat this spring. Yeah, it'll be our third yeah. one. But yep. It'll be a three-peat? Yeah, well, unfortunately, we weren't able to play in 2020 because mm -hmm. of COVID. But mm -hmm. yeah, 19, my first year, we got it. Then we got it last year. And oh things God. are looking pretty good. I got I got Katie Coots as my oh yeah as my pitcher her. man she's a, so when you got, she's a machine. You got katie yeah katie is a wait. machine she's not, i can't wait uh, to see way, where she, she will goes. not lose oh she you she, talk about she will, she, she yeah. has that she, yeah she's not going to lose I, yeah, I, I we, got you. yeah exactly so. <laughs> and it oh, said boy. she lost her freshman year uh due to covid so uh, last year we were undefeated and you know, we got a good group of freshmen coming in, so it'll it'll be exciting to see where that journey goes. Okay. So. Well, good luck with everything. Thank you. My audience knows how to get to you if they need to follow you or if you want to ask more questions about yeah. what you're doing and how you got how, you, how you're doing it. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, how you were how things work out at the NCAA convention in Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, this 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 coming uh, winter. Uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks okay. Thanks so much, Coach Rob.